We are so blessed to have Hanukkah, to have Rosh Chodesh, to have a rain, Shefa, to have so much, so much Shefa, Baruch Hashem, so much good, so much beauty in our lives. Beautiful music night. Now what? Beautiful music night. Yeah, beautiful music night. Very special. Every day is, is a gift. And especially when it's a uh, raining outside. Because when it's raining outside, we could remind ourselves that we need to focus on our weather inside. And that we can't live our life based on the weather outside. But rather... We are the ones who, who are the uh, controllers of the weather inside of ourselves and to make it sunny, to make it beautiful. And that's one of the gifts of, of Rosh Chodesh. The gift of Rosh Chodesh is the gift of change and renewal. It, it, it reminds us, and it's one of the things that the Greeks, that the Yavanim wanted to take away from us was Rosh Chodesh. And the reason the Yavanim wanted to take that away from us, besides Shabbos and Mila, which we can more understand to take away Shabbos, a Jew without Shabbos, a Jew without a bris Mila, of course we can understand. But why, why were they opposed to Rosh Chodesh? Because the power, thank you very much, the power of a Jew is the, is the ability to, to renew himself and to shake off his, his old and for him to start anew. Uh, the Medra says, Ein va'ata, with an ayin. Ein va'ata, which means now. Elalashen tshuva, the Medra says. Whenever the Torah says va'ata, with an ayin, which means now, it's a lashon of tshuva. It means that it's tshuva. Right, as Rabbeinu Yoyna says in Yesoda tshuva, Rabbeinu Yoyna says that the first step for anybody to do tshuva, on that day that a person wants to do tshuva, what is tshuva? Everyone right away says, oh, what is tshuva? Tshuva is regret. Tshuva is, oh, I'm bad. Harata, all those things. That's our association with tshuva. That's not what tshuva is. The Rabbeinu Yoyna says, that's a chalik of tshuva. It's a part of tshuva that comes later. That comes after the first step. And the first step is for a person to renew himself. And for a person to look at it like, today I'm born. And especially in Hanukkah, Especially when we have the Oros of Hanukkah, we have the lights of Hanukkah, we have the power of Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh together. It gives each and every one of us the ability to reflect and to say, okay, how can I change? And you know, when a person realizes he, he can change, there's nothing that can bother him. You think about it. Because whatever it is that I have to deal with, like we were talking about yesterday, having problems. So what's the big deal? Whatever it is that I have to deal with, I'll change it. I'll work to change it. I'll look to change it. And it could take time. But if I have patience, if I'm young, if a person's actually 98 years old and he's on his deathbed, so okay, maybe that could be a little bit more like, okay, what could he change? What could this? Could be he could change that also, I'm sure, at some point. But when you're so young and you're in relationships and you're building your life, you could make your life to whatever it is you want to make. So you see you're lazy, what's the big deal? I'll change that. So you see, I got this taiva, what's the big deal? I'll work on it, and I'll be kovish my taivas. What's the big deal? I don't like this guy? Okay, I'm going to learn to like him. Or I'll learn to, whatever it is. I don't have, now, it doesn't always work out like that. It doesn't always work out like that. But if I could control myself, and I could, I could change myself, then I could change everything 
that I want to change. And, and with that and other people as well. That's why we learn the Hilchus Lashon Hara. Because once I have that perspective and I look at somebody, I say, okay, that person has a blemish. What's the big deal? I'm sure he's working on it. When you're working on yourself, you look at people around you and say, they must be working on themselves. They got to be working on themselves. When you're not working on yourself, so then you say, oh, okay, uh, okay, nobody's working on themselves. Everybody's doomed. Everyone's this way. That, that, that's, that's the Grah. The Grah says that the greatest Gehenna, or a big part of Gehenna, is going to be the second the lights are out and you can't change anymore. The second the lights are out and you're frozen. You're frozen and that's it. I can't make, make a difference. I can't do anything. It's the power of man, the power of us. And that's why the Yavanan wanted to go against this power of renewal and change. Yes, Avram Yaakov won, just that everyone knows, Avram Yaakov won the, uh, the, uh, the greatest uh, performer of last night. You know that? Hold your, hold your medal. Beautiful. Beautiful poem, or song, rap, whatever, whatever it's called. Torah. It's a beautiful Torah. I have a question. Yes, of course you have a question. Are you saying it doesn't matter the reality of if they're working on themselves or not? It just matters how you perceive it? Yeah, correct. I mean, first first of all, it's not my business. It's not my business what he's doing. That's number one. Why is it my business? But that person, Russian horror is... Because I look at someone and I say, oh, that guy's like this. That guy is selfish. Okay. First of all, I'm also selfish. Secondly, maybe he's working on that. So what? He's not a finished, he's not a finished product. Right, correct. Right. He's not a finished product. When you're working on yourself, you know that there's certain aspects of people think that you don't work on yourself. And you know that I'm working, so right. obviously you're ready. When you see him, you say, yeah, he's superficialized. He doesn't seem like working on himself, but it could be he's really right. working. Right, could be he's working on himself more. You know, that, that's the example I always give. The guy has an anger problem, right? He gets angry in 20 seconds. He's angry. Ah, 20 seconds, I can hold myself back, and then he blows up. And then you have another guy who it takes him a minute to get angry. Right? And then so you say, oh, this guy doesn't work on himself. The guy who gets angry in 20 seconds. And this guy with the minute, what a tzaddik. Right? Oh, look how much he works on himself. The guy with the minute, maybe his parents never, ever, ever got angry in his life. He never saw his parents ever get angry. He really doesn't have a tiger for anger. And whenever he gets angry, he just gets angry. And this guy who's holding himself back grew up in a home where everyone's always angry. He would really blow up in a second. He's got his 20 seconds that he's working on himself. So you never know. You never know. That's why you can never judge anybody. You never know who's holding where and what they're working on. So how you can never judge anybody. Beautiful. Yes, Yehuda. Uh, first of all, I just want to express that I'm not proud of that word. And, and I also want to say that that's why I love Yiddish guy. Yes. And that's why I love Mr. Jiva. Right. Because life is so much more free. Yeah. I feel I feel the same I, uh, I, I, I agree and I, and I think that I like your your um, choice of words of free because you are free when you can work on yourself you're free when you can work on yourself so then I'm free okay so I'm free to to get whatever I got to get and to change whatever I want to change. 
Just wait till you get married in this assembly. When you get married and you can work on a relationship, you can actively work on a relationship, there's nothing to be afraid of. People are afraid of marriage. There's nothing to be afraid of, zero to be afraid of. You only have what to be excited about. Nothing to be afraid of. If you're afraid, then you don't know what marriage is. If you're afraid, then you don't know what it is to be free. To, to be free and to work on yourself. Because when you're married, you're constantly working on yourself and constantly changing and growing and growing in that relationship. That's why people say, you know, oh, and then you have children, oh, and then you're going to be tied down. You're not tied down. You're, you're free. You're, 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 you're able to grow. You're able to change. You're able to change. You're able to experience. You're able to be, get uncomfortable. You're able to get uncomfortable. And if you're uncomfortable, that means there's more... There's more there to come. There's so much more going on. Yes, Rabbi Erbo. Rabbi Erbo. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm a little bit more afraid of. Yes. Is, uh, I mean, I just had to do the emergency. I wasn't here for two days. Right. And I'm here now back, and I realize how much we work on ourselves here. Right. And I know that next week we're all two days. Right, right. I, I have this feeling like I'm taking pace of it. Like I'm afraid not to be here. Right. Right. Because we work so much on ourselves right. that I feel like those days that I'm not here, I'm not here. Right, right, right. Sure. Right. And, that, and that's Rabbi Erbluch. That's Rabbi Erbluch. Oh, yeah. That's Rabbi Erbluch, who's a, who's a, a, a little bit older than, than, than some of you here, who's a grandfather, and he's saying, I'm worried about leaving yeshiva because I want to grow and I want to grow. Okay. We should all have those fears. That's a beautiful fear of Erbil. Beautiful fear. He's going to say, so what's the Eitzah? Okay, I don't know what the Eitzah is. We'll stick together, that's all. We got to, Mr. Shem, you'll, I'm not worried about you, Rabbi Erbil. Okay. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, so let's begin. Let us begin our new day, our new life, which is happening right now. Baruch Hashem. And we'd like to start off with Hilchus Lashon Hara, as the Chavetz Chaim promises us that when we learn the halachas and we're sensitive to other people, and we don't speak Lashon Hara, and we don't look at somebody negatively, so he promises that over time, that Yetzahara, to see the negative in a person, to see the bad in somebody, will disappear. And we are in the middle of Avak Rechilas. Repeating information, which is not, I'm going to, uh, you know, let me do this. Uh, page 181, day 70, praising someone in a manner which can cause ill feelings. Sometimes by praising someone, you can cause ill will. How does that work? Here we go. Moshe and Laibi are partners in business. So Moshe and Laibi are partners in business, and you tell Moshe... Your partner, Laibi, is so generous. Last week, he lent me $100,000 from the business. So now, you're not allowed to say that. Why? Because even though you praised Laibi for lending you $100,000 from the business, but you told his partner, and his partner might get upset. So therefore, you see that even when you're saying a compliment to someone, you have to be very careful how you're saying it, because someone right, might be... 
might get upset, right? I was just thinking now, you tell, uh, you know, someone, right, a spouse, you say, oh, oh, well, it's so nice that your husband or your wife, whatever it is, lend me, you know, money or lend me the car, you know, or do whatever it is. And you say, oh my gosh, what? Right, why doesn't it help me? Exactly, right. Help me, very good. So, so you have to be very careful, even if you're praising someone, you have to be very careful, right? We have the praising someone with Lashon Hara when you're praising somebody in front of someone who, who somebody doesn't like them. That's dangerous also. You have to be careful. You always want to be careful not to talk about other people. That's the bottom line. Unless you're talking about Rukhaim Kanievsky, you're talking about a big, big tzaddik where anyone you know, would be silly to say anything you know, the other way. But even that, you have to be very, very careful to speak about other people because people could say, oh, he's not like this, he's not this, he's not that. You have to be very careful. And so it's over here. So even though I'm praising the person, says the Chavetz Chaim Weiter, your wealthy uncle lends you money from time to time. So your uncle lends you money. However, when your friend, who has a reputation of not paying back loans, approaches him, meaning your uncle, your uncle is hesitant to help him. When your friend confides in you, you tell him, I'm so shocked. My uncle is so generous. Whenever I need, he always helps me out. Now, even though you meant well, it was, you're not allowed to say that. Why? Because your friend will be upset more, even more, at your uncle. Because he's going to be like, why didn't my uncle lend me money? Meaning, why didn't that, his uncle lend him money? Okay. Um, another example says the Chavetz Chaim another example Mr. Green does not want to lend you money you then argue with him my friend told me that you lent him a large sum of money how come you don't want to help me you're not allowed to say that to Mr. Green because Mr. Green now might be upset at your friend for informing you that he indeed lent him a large sum of money so unbelievable so it comes out yeah Right, so that's probably more. That th- this is more causing rachilas is causing ill feelings between two people. Your case, I think, is more lashon hara, like saying or or making the person feel bad. Yeah. Right, that's a different problem. Right, that's two. Those are that one iser is low. Sony shesachiv. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to um, verbally abuse uh, a, a person. That that falls under that category. Good question. I'm not good. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. We'll be zocha to be careful. So it comes out that Lashon Hara and Rechilas can even be when we are praising somebody. You have to be very careful how you praise someone in front of who you are praising someone. Basically, bottom line, you got to think before you speak. Each and every one of us has to learn to think before we speak. Not to say, not to say something, to, to, as I've said... Uh, our bodies naturally are lazy, and our mouths are are unlazy. Right? Halavai, the the laziness of our of our body would be to our mouth, and the way that our mouth can just move would would, would be.
for our body, then we'd be in much better shape. That's the pshat. Emor ma'at Say less and accomplish more because that means my, my mouth is not going to just move, but my body will move. And that's, that's what we want. As the Gras says, that's the reason we have two ears and one mouth. I have two ears so that I listen much more than I talk and I act and I do much more than I talk because talk is a very dangerous thing to do. Now when it comes to saying good things, obviously to say good morning and to wish someone a good day, right? you know, it's important. You also have to know yourself. If you're a person who, who uh, doesn't talk a lot, sometimes you have to learn a little bit to say a little bit more sometimes to express yourself. If you're a person who talks a lot, then for sure, then for sure you've got to be careful that you don't want to talk so much. Hashem will help all of us, especially on Rosh Chodesh. We're so blessed to start a new, beautiful month. As is Hashem, we're all blessed to be alive. We're blessed to be in Yeshiva. We're blessed to hear the rain. We're blessed to be in Eretz Yisrael. We're blessed to be healthy. There's so much blessing. There's so much Shefa that we have. And the reason Hashem gives us that is Rabbi Munasecha. Hashem has so much, so much faith in us and He wants us to accomplish so much. Hashem wants us to do so much. He wants us to, to use our days. Oh, he wants, he wants to, us to use as the, the, the minog after Halal on Rosh Chodesh to say, The goal is you want to be living today. As I've said, and I'll continuously say, the best thing you could do for your past and the best thing you could do for your future is to live today to the best that you can. That's the best thing anybody wants to work on his past. I want to fix my past. I want to create a better future. Live today as best as you can. So Hashem will help us not to speak any Lashon Hara, us and all the Jewish people today and every day. Amen. Okay, let's finish up. I want to finish up the fifth parak of Mesil Yisharim. For me personally, it's, uh, I don't like to say favorite parak because every parak is very powerful, but it definitely is very fundamental as a Jew to know how to change your life. And the Mesil Yisharim says the reason why we don't change our lives is because we're either too busy, I'm too busy in my regular schedule, who's got time to change my life? That's number one. I don't have time. I'm too busy. Number two is we said because of late sunnahs, which means that I'm totally distracted. I could have all of these focuses of the things that I want to do, but I can't keep my main thing the main thing. Right? It's impossible for me to keep my main thing the main thing because I'm so busy and I'm so, I'm sorry, that's the first one, I'm so distracted from my main thing. So that's number two. Number three we said is who do you hang around with? That's what the Mesil Sharm said. Amafsid Ashlishi is the Chevra of the Chevra of Tipshim and Chotim, which is you're hanging around the wrong people. You are hanging around the wrong people. You gotta hang around people who will uplift you, who will strengthen you, who will make you better, who will make you, who will, who will challenge you. You want people to challenge you. And we, we ended off, I think two days ago, Kilule Mom and Harbe. If you had to make a lot of money, if someone offered you a job for a million dollars, two million dollars for the year, and you have to lose your friends, and you have to go ahead and be alone, you would do it in a second. You would do it in a second. But, but, 
However, to lose your soul, that a person doesn't want to lose, that a person, uh, that I'm willing to sacrifice my eternity. I'm willing to sacrifice what I believe in for other people. For other people. Very, very scary. And listen to what he says. That's what Chazal say, that you have to be bold as a leopard to, to serve God. And David Amalek says, Vadabra Yosecha neged Malachim. Now listen what he says. David Amalek used to hang out with kings. And what would they do? They would go ahead and they would speak about these amazing things of their palace, and they would speak about their money, and they would speak about their riches. It would be embarrassing. Right? You're sitting at a table and everyone's talking about everything else. And you're sitting there, you want to be part of the conversation. That's always what happens. I don't want to feel like there's something wrong with me. So I want to be part of the conversation. So sometimes we're willing to give up in our principles. And we're willing, and it's a normal thing for a person to do, that he wants to be accepted. That's what the Mesil Sharm is saying. I want to be accepted, so I'll sit at a wedding, and people will be talking Lashon Hara. Or I'll sit at a wedding, and people will talk about stupidity, and I'm going to engage in the conversation. I'll laugh with them. I'll make the stupid comments with them because I don't want to embarrass myself. But David Amelech already told us, no. He says, no. He did not care. This is what he says. He says, just like he says in the beginning in the Sharm, once you know your truth, you know the truth of life, you know I'm not speaking Lashon Hara. You know I'm not going to talk about stupidity. You know that I just want to grow. You know that I just want to X, Y, and Z. Nothing is going to stop me. Nobody is going to stop me, and nothing will stop me. I'll be alone. I won't have friends. I'm willing to sacrifice everything. I'm willing to sacrifice everything in order for me to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Says the Nesil Shisharim, that David Amalek went through this. David Amalek went through this himself. You have to make your face. You have to really strengthen yourself. You have to have the ability to make your, yourself like stone, like a flintstone, like very strong. And I know that eventually, even though right now it might be hard for me, even though right now it might be lonely for me, even though right now, right now I might feel that I'm disconnected, and I want to say this also, like we say this many times, when a person is not living the life that he wants to live, even if he has a lot of friends, so to speak, but when you're not living the life that you truly want to live, there's no lonelier feeling than that. You might feel a little bit alone. You might feel a little bit alone when you're living differently than your chevra. You might feel a little bit alone, but you're not as lonely as you are when you're giving up on who you believe you need to be and what it is that you believe that you need to accomplish on this planet. And the more a person can strengthen himself, and it takes a lot of, takes an Avram Avinu, right? Avram Avinu was called Avram Ivri, because it says the whole world was on one side of the, of the, the, the world in their philosophy, and Avram Avinu was the uh, alone, alone. He was willing to sacrifice his whole life for what? For himself. Question, comments, please.
Question comments? Yes. Available. Uh, we were saying that we should, uh, I think now there's people that challenge us. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, I was sitting in the back and so many help, self-help books in this, in this case, which yeah. people have. And I saw a quote that I want to share with everybody. Uh, here he says, uh, <coughs> I am convinced, it's one of these books like Reinventing Yourself, there's a book here. I am convinced that Great one book. of the most helpful things we can do for people is to refuse to buy into their inappropriate, <coughs> restricted views of their limitations. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. One more time. I am convinced that one, I'm just saying this, people didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Say convinced that times. one of the most helpful things we can do for people right. is to refuse to buy into their inappropriately restricted views of their limitations. Right. What I would say is I would switch it to, I don't know the context of what he was talking about, but I would switch it to myself. One of the greatest things, I can't do anything for anybody else. The, one of the greatest things that I can do for myself is not to buy in and give in to, to my limitations of, of what, what I put on myself, which is the same, like you're saying. Because I am not willing. I want to define myself. No one will define me. No one can define me. No one will tell me what my destiny and what my future is going to be. I will define myself. And what happens is, says the Mitzvah when you hang around people, the natural thing is, is that you subconsciously, you get defined by them. You get defined when you're a child, your father tells you, you are, oh, here's the smart one. He's the athletic one. He's the funny one. He's the whatical one. And your teacher's, oh, this. And then you start looking at yourself, especially when you're younger, you're very defined by what people tell you who you are. You can have someone tell you that you're not... I had someone, I'm, I'll never forget this. You guys, many of you know who it is. I'll have to ask him one day if I can have permission to mention his name. I remember I was sitting with him learning, and he says, Rebbe, I'm, 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 uh, I'm just not smart. I'm like, well, why don't we learn? Let's see. I, like, that was his intro. I'm not smart. I'm like, okay. Could be. Now we learned, and we were talking, and I know, knew him, and I know him, and he's like, has a good head. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You are smart. Like, I, I don't know why you're saying I'm smart. He said, yeah, but I can't learn Gemara. I can't this. And we're sitting there talking in Gemara, doing this, and he was like, doing fine. I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And then it ended up, we schmoozed just for a little bit. It wasn't a whole deep psychological conversation. It just ended up saying that, like, yeah, his whole career in school, right? He was always in the Gimel Shear. He was always into this. Uh, uh, and it was obvious, okay, I'm just that guy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And, and, and okay, I'm not saying he didn't end up, uh, he's, still, he's still young. But the point is, the reason he locked himself in his mind was because people told him that. Now, you can, you can blame those people. You could, you could, rightfully so, you could say, the reason why I think I'm not smart is because my mother, my father, my rebellion, my teachers, my blah, blah, therefore I didn't do anything. And it could be I didn't go to school, I didn't accomplish so much at school, so my brain power is actually not so good. Great. At what point are you then going to feed that to yourself? At what point do you say, okay, I'm the one who's feeding myself this. 
At what point do you say, okay, now I'm responsible to define whether I'm smart, whether I'm loving, whether I'm good looking, whether I'm nice, whether I'm da da da, whatever it is that you want to say. So beautiful, Rabbi Orba. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes, we're still Karabin. Yeah, in case anybody uh, has this, I did it for myself. Sometimes when you um, define yourself, like when if people are listening to what Karabin saying, um, there is like there's the, the uh, a trap that sometimes when we find out, like when we realize, like our, we were violated and like we were like put got these labels on us. Sometimes we just like flip the other way. Like you know, you could have a guy, let's say, who was you know um, a certain um, standard in religion. You know, they force me to put on a kippah tzitzis. So then, in order to be myself, so now I'm going to take off the kippah tzitzis. But it's important to realize that that person is still being defined by by those labels. So it's it's like a very subtle you know nuance of when we're defining ourselves to make sure that we're not starting with you know. Um, um, Starting with getting back at the old label, but rather starting from an actual, you know, um, uh, platform of, of, of like authenticity and, and being okay with myself. I just, Beautiful. I know in the books they talk about, I've seen it in people that like, you know, you feel like, oh, now I have to be assertive, so now I say no all the time. And right. it's like, well, right. now you're just. You're still living, feeding in, yeah, you're, you're in still feeding time. in to your definition by going the other way. Right. Beautiful. Well said, except for Abba. Well, well, well like, like we're saying, it's very hard for a person to let go of that because, because we, we are still defining ourselves, meaning correct. Meaning like you're saying, it's, it's, a, uh, it's an illusion when a, someone goes the other way and he rebels the other way that he's, uh, that he's not defining. It's the opposite. He's so defined by that. That's why he's... Right, correct. That's why he's so... Well, well again, when, when, if you're... If you're We'll get into your, your relationship with your parents is, is when, you're in the, in, when you're still dependent. When you're still dependent. What? The, the, the parents thing, the guys, I've heard this so many times. Right. I realize my parents, so now I'm not going to talk to them. Right. Like one second. So now, like, why don't you just start, start again? Because right. well, there's pain. Because there's pain and there's hurt yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's healing. Correct, right? Yeah. Just be aware that that's not correct. Right. It's very hard. It's very what the the mandrega that the, the Sharma is saying. What you're talking about, Sukharaba, is a high level. It's a high level of independence. It's a level of independence that I'm willing to create my image of myself, and not even just create it, to recreate it and recreate it and recreate it every day. Every day, and I'm telling everyone this. I'm telling you. Every day, you want to look and say, okay, how can I change my perspective today? And God willing, when you get married and you have a relationship with your wife, and you have a relationship with your children, with those are the people who you live with on a daily basis, you want to recreate that relationship also constantly. And that's where falling, re-falling in love comes from. That's where reconnecting to people comes from is when you say, I don't know who this person is. And I want to learn who my child is. I want to learn who this person is. I want to relearn. I want to, and that comes from doing that to yourself. When you look at yourself and you say, I want to relearn who I am. I want to re-understand who I am. That's a very high level of independence. And that's really where happiness comes from. 
Happiness comes when you're like a little, why are children very happy all the time? Children are, are very happy all the time because they don't define, they, don't, they haven't defined themselves yet. They're constantly rediscovering. They're curious. They're like, whoa, what's this, what's this? When we get to a certain age, we're like, yeah, I know what that is. Why, do you know, why are you assuming that you know what that is? The second you say, I know what this is, then you already lock yourself and you define that and you should find everything. Machadish will call you on Kuber, not separations. It's Hashem is constantly renewing the tzaddikim. Why are the tzaddikim so happy? People think that it's such a, it's such a lie, the way we're sold, the tzaddikim. Oh, they have so much to do and they're so busy and they're so overloaded with religion and tzaddikim. Oh, there's so much on them. It's the exact opposite. They're so free. Why are they free? They're free to experience this moment. They're free to experience today as a newness. How could a how could someone like Sri Meyer? How could someone like the Amshad Rebbe? It's probably still shot up. Probably now by the Amshad How could he bench for so long? How could he bench for seven hours? How could he bench for, for for real? How can you do it? How many times could you do that every time? He doesn't eat so much. Maybe he benches like once a month. But but, you know, whatever it is, how can you dive in so long, so why? Because if it's the first time you're doing something, you're like, whoa, this is awesome. Like olive, bays, gimel, this is like awesome. And for him, it's the first time he's doing it. Because it is the first time you're doing it. Because today is the first time we're doing now. We've never done what we're doing right now. Ever, 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 ever. And we'll never do it ever again. You're never going to have this ever, ever, ever again. We will never have this moment ever, 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 ever again. This moment is new. I am new. We're all new. We're all fresh. Yeah, Rabbi Tzvi. Yeah, a few points. First off, I was with the Afghan story you went from the Lichemeyer to the Laka, and Roth has spoken two hours. And the Rabbi said it's unbelievable that for him it's brand new. He's having a party. Yeah, he's at the Super Bowl. He's at Exactly. Oh, but it's true. He's having a blast. And they say, oh, the tzaddikim, you know, the guy with the long beard, and he's this, it's so heavy. You're so heavy. That's <laughs> so heavy. You're the one with all the, you're the one with all the fears. You're the one with all the restrictions. Religion, Jews of restriction. You're, you'd be restricted, you'd be restricted if you were a Christian also. Don't blame Judaism for your restrictions. You're a restrict, you're that type of guy. You're that type of guy. You'd be a Muslim restricted guy. It's a personality. What, you never met a, a non-Jew who's, who's all tight? Of course you have. So there's nothing to do with that. If you're tight, you're tight. If you're tight, you're tight. Exactly. If you're free, you're free. Don't, don't take one of the greatest free... Oh, Aaron. Aaron, go for it. Yes, Aaron, loud. Restriction is the wrong word, right? It's discipline. Oh,
You're free to live the life that you want to live. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I didn't, I didn't yeah, Zach. I didn't know where he said. I didn't get it. He was saying if you're not, if you're, if you, if you can do whatever you want and you're able to just do whatever you want, then you're a slave to everything. You're a slave to the world. You're a slave to your desires. You're a slave to whatever it is. If I don't have discipline, I don't have discipline, then anything that pulls me, I go in that direction. I have no, I can't choose my focus. It's chosen for me. I'm locked up. We're still going on that. We're still
all Shabbos of your childhood and no Shabbos of your teenagehood, you haven't let go of Shabbos yet. The only way to, if you truly want to break from your Shabbos and Tefillah is to find the part you do like and you don't like. There's a part that you really hate, and there's also parts that you really do like. Beautiful. think you can or whether you think you can't, you are right. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you are right. Because it's all, like Shai saying, it's all your perspective. If I look at it that the people around me are defining me, if I look at it that the people around me are the ones who are going to tell me who I am, how am I going to live my life, if I let the weather define my good day or bad day, if I let my roommate, if I let my anyone who it is, if I let my parents, if I let my situation, if I let my bank account situation, if I let anything define my happiness, define my freedom, define who I want to be, then I'm automatically two things I'm doing. Number one is that I am, I am going ahead and I'm taking away my choice. I'm saying these are the things that are, that are going to make it or break it. I don't have the choice to, to live. And number two, you're limiting yourself. You're limiting yourself to other people's perspective. And it's not a contradiction for a person to get advice and for someone to ask someone, what can I do better? How could I change? How could I grow? It's the people who are independent, the people who are independent who are able to receive from other people. People who are independent are able to receive and able to learn from other people. If you're too afraid that you're so dependent and I need everybody, then I can't go ahead and I can't learn from everybody because it scares me. It scares me to learn from everybody. But if I say, you know what? I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear. I remember reading this thing about this big executive that whenever he would have a meeting with his team, he would sit there and he would ask them all advice. What do you think we should do about this project? And he wouldn't say a word. He wouldn't say a word. So someone, someone once came over and said, I don't understand. Why don't you say your opinion in front of everyone? So he says, I know my opinion. I know my opinion. Well, what's the point for me to say my opinion? I know my opinion. 
my opinion is X, Y, and Z. I don't want to hear my opinion because I know it. I want to hear everyone else's opinion. I want to hear everyone else's. So people have trouble being macabre from other people. People have trouble when they, when they are defined by other people. When I'm confident to say, you know what, I define myself. I'm going to make myself happy. I know what I'm doing. So I can say, oh, maybe you have some advice for me. Maybe you have a different perspective for me. That's why people, unfortunately, who have a lot of trauma, people, unfortunately, who, let's say, don't have a sense of self. They have a lack of trust. People put them down. People define them too much. People squash them. So people like that have difficulty trusting and listening to other people. They have difficulty letting go. They have difficulty. Why? Because they don't have a, a sense of self. They don't have a, a, a healthy sense of who they are to say, you know what? I can let go. It's like listening. People who have trouble listening are people who are insecure in their opinions. Why? Because if I know my opinion, then I can listen to the side and the perspective of somebody else. But if I myself am shaky about my opinion, that I'm afraid that someone else's opinion might actually affect me, and might define me, and might change me. But if I'm not worried about that, I can listen. Fair, if you ever listen to someone, really listen with your heart, and you start hearing the triggers, and you start having anxiety to let go, good, take note of that. That means in that area, you're not so secure. It means you are struggling in that certain area. When someone's able, right, if you're a, uh, just talking political because it's much easier to go there. If you can't hear the side of a, of a liberal, so hear, so hear the side of a liberal. If you're a liberal and you can't hear the other side, people who can't hear, I think they say that's the challenge of the, uh, the world of the algorithms and the world of, of you get whatever it is that you like is that there's not, there's no conversation. conversations going on to hear it's different people's time. perspectives. What? It's all about time. It doesn't let you see anything else. That's the whole, whole concept of what time it is now. And that's why it's so hard because the only thing you see is what you want. You're, you're so right, there's no other, there's no other. It's just pure emotion and desire, right? right? Correct. And it pulls you, it pulls you right away. Yes, Yosef. Um, we're just saying how this level is a high level and I guess that we have to work uh, to it. And I, I think that like I, what I personally struggle with is is that acceptance, right? We're not, we might not be necessarily in this world to be accepted by other people if this is the right thing for you to do in this specific moment, but it's a natural emotion to be hurt by other people. So I think I struggle with, sometimes I've taken labels that are on me and I use it to prove them wrong. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them that I could still do this even though they're labeling me X, Y, and Z. And, and then, but like, I didn't know necessarily if that was the right thing for me to do or, or whatever. Like maybe that, maybe they're, maybe they're right. Maybe that label is, is correct, you know? And, but like, does, that's one question or point or whatever, but also does not, uh, does, does that have anything to do with ego necessarily? Like if, uh, if not feeling the acceptance from other people. Like, uh, and is it, it's, it's my fault. I, I feel like I need to have acceptance. So that's, right. that's on me. I'm an egotistical person. Right. Okay, beautiful. That's what you're Thank you for being open. I mean, I think it's a very natural thing for people to want to have acceptance from other people. I don't, I don't think that that's, you know, I don't, I don't think that that's something that a person can expect himself to go ahead and have everyone not accept him and, and, uh, and go ahead and, and live his life. It's also not healthy. 
You want to be able to uh, be with other people. You want to be quote unquote normal. You want to be ma'uruv and mabrius. I think the point is, is that when I'm sacrificing my mission of the things that I love and myself for other people, that's different. When I'm, when I'm not living the way I want to live for other people, meaning I'm doing that for other people, that's where it's dangerous. I'm not afraid to say what you're doing right now is wrong. You're sitting here talking Lush and Hara, and I'm not willing to get up out of my seat and move away from the table. Or I'm not willing, if someone's telling me Lush and Hara, to say, you know what, I don't want to talk about other people. But I'm willing to smile and laugh and shake my head, which is a normal thing. It's a normal thing. I wouldn't call that extra ego. I would call that a normal thing because we want to be accepted by others. It's a very normal thing. It's a very natural thing to want to be accepted by others. But we want to get to a point. We want, what, what, what's the line, Yitzi? Uh, don't follow the crowd because the crowd is lost. Right, what does that mean? What it means is, okay, I want to be accepted by who? Who's accepting me? I want the world. I don't know who the world is. I don't know what that means. I don't know who those people are. So there you have to be very, so there you have to be, okay, that's a different thing. That, that, that's more what Zach was saying when we talking about Simcharaba, that I'm going still in the label. I'm going against it. That could be a motivating factor. I don't know if you want to end up there. I don't know if you want to end up there that everything I'm doing is to prove them wrong. That's a little bit, it's a, it's a, it's a low lishma. It's a low lishma, but mitoch low lishma, balishma. It's definitely, what? It's very enjoyable, especially if you have competition in your strength, that you like competition, and you want to prove people wrong. That's great. It's a great motivator. It's not your end game. Your end game doesn't want to be that I want to prove the world wrong. I want to prove myself right. I don't want to prove the world wrong. I want to prove myself right. Yes, Rabbi. I just want to share something from yesterday. A few, yeah. a very informative few. Yeah. Um, have uh, left been brought us to the places where the, the Maccabean, uh basically where the war, war started and where the 40 battles happened, which is very interesting. But uh, what connects to this, I think, is uh, he showed us uh, where the place where Matesiav, Kongado, uh, the reason why he wasn't in Utah was Kongado is because the Greeks were already there. And they, they had already uh, turned face and us into a base of what is ours. So Matisau was Modian, and they came to him, the general and the colonel, whatever, and told them as the leader of the of Israel in this, in this community, Modian, that you need to sacrifice Chazer uh, and, and to what is ours, whatever it was. And he didn't want them to define who he was. He didn't want Beautiful. Them to so he. he before they had a chance to journey, he took the sword they gave to the, the speaker and he shot to death. Wow. And that's the start of the war. And it was, uh, that was, he, he said that was the first time uh, in history, I think he said, that um, a war we started on ideological grounds. This is basically wow. he, he was standing up for what he believed in. It was Amazing. Set them to find who beautiful, was. beautiful. Sharp. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's where we are coming. There was a few things that were not, first of all, Thank you, Hashem, to Siyata Bishmaya, because I wasn't really down for uh, for a Seder, and this is amazing. This is beautiful to continue to run across. Did you hear what he said? He says, I wasn't really, this is Rabbi Ackerman over here, guys. He says, I wasn't really down for first Seder. And then someone's going to get upset when he's 18, 19 years old, and he says, oh, I'm not so in the mood for first Seder. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Exactly. Well, you'll join the club of Rabbi Ackerman. It's a good club to join. Yes.
um, just going back to the Messiah Sisharim where he said that Yeshaya was standing like a Chalomish. Right. I, I remember that when I was first years in my life, I was in Kala, and you meet friends, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I was like, uh, I'm learning Torah, like, like with a Nebuch situation. When I started the Rabbanut, I was very proud to say that I'm doing something big. And then over the years, I got enough confidence that I'm doing the right thing, and I, and I hadn't say that I'm doing I'm just oh, learning no. Torah, and I'm keeping the flame running. And like, I was very proud to say it. I'm learning Torah. He's doing money, and he's doing that, and he's doing business. I am learning Torah. Zeu ken? Zeu. This is what I'm doing. Beautiful. So, so what's your confidence and your... You don't even have to act with a face of chalomish. Like, it's, if you're really confident about what you're doing, you don't care about what other people feel. Like, you feel very confident just to say Beautiful. Amazing. Yes, Ben. Um, when I was younger, a lot of times I shared. <laughs> how old? How old? 18 or 18. No, not how old are you oh, now. Six. You said when you were younger. 16. 16. Okay. I used to care so much about what people thought that I would do crazy stuff so that they wouldn't think that I cared what they thought. And it was kind of like this self proclaiming prophecy where, like, I labeled myself as someone who's not defined by labels. So is that also. Like, that's what we've been talking about a little bit. Yeah, so I you were. You were so, I no, no, it's fine. I'm saying that, that we said that that's the fine. Like Zach was saying, we say people, kids like that who do that is because they, they feel so defined that they have to undefine themselves, but it's hard. It's hard to break out of that. It's very hard and to break out. And you're defined by your undefined. You're defined, correct. You're still so defined by that. But like we, we were saying, it's a level to get to, but, but uh, that's a level, but you want to go beyond that. You want to go beyond that. You want to say, I don't have to do anything. Like Rabbi Ackerman saying, you know, you want to be, you want to just naturally be excited and be just doing your thing and proud of what you're doing. And no one defines you but yourself. Beautiful. Oh, Yehuda. I, I first want to say that raising my hand in this year is miles outside of my down to just loving who you are, accepting who you are, and just being you. Just being you. Right, what's that line? You might as well be you because everybody else is taken. Right, what's the shot? The shot is, is that when we learn to just love who we are and what we're doing and we're clear, that's why the malachim, the angels, they have no jealousy. And the angels do what they got to do. Why? Because the angels have a very clear mission. And they have one mission. When you're clear what your mission is, Happiness is clarity. Clarity. 
Why? Just like Purim is the time of Mechias Amalek, is the time where we destroy Amalek. Amalek is Gematria Safek, which means I'm not sure. That's why Purim is the time of happiness, because it's when we destroy the unsure, when we destroy the fact that I'm not sure who I am. But when a person goes ahead and says, I'm defining myself, I'm living the way I want to live, this is who I am, this is what I want. That's why the word should is such a terrible word, because it means what other people are telling me to do, and there's guilt, and there's shame involved, as opposed to, this is what I want to do. And people are afraid of that, because they're so used to being defined by others, they're not used to living the happy and the satisfaction. As Rabbi Ackerman says, to be able to say not to, I think Rabbi Tzvi, I overheard Rabbi Tzvi saying, you don't have to apologize, don't and you don't have to... Correct, don't be an apologetical Jew. Don't be an apologetical person in the point that there's nothing to explain. When you find yourself explaining too much, question yourself. What am I explaining? What do I have to explain? This is what I need. This is what I want. This is what I must do. And I'm going to do it. Hashem will help each and every one of us as it's Rosh Chodesh, as it's Hanukkah, as it's a powerful, powerful time. Every day is powerful. Every day is gorgeous. Every day is a gift. Every day is a blessing. But there's special times where there's extra blessing in the air. And that is a day like today. Hashem will help us all to have a month, to have a month of tremendous clarity of who we are, what we are, defining ourselves. And through that we will be Zoha to continue to live the incredible life, the incredible gift of life that we have all been blessed with. And let Hashem help us not worry about what we've done in our past. And to be able to recreate who we want to be and to redefine who we want to be every day of our life. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you.